Welcome to the Gregory Digout Podcast. I hope you guys are cool with this setup tonight. Change things up a little bit. It's youth takeover, but not not completely just youth involvement. And obviously we have the man, the myth, the legend, PGD, Pastor Gregory Dick out here, um, who I get to call dad. And uh, it's cool that we- And, and best friend. And best friend, BFF forever. Um, and it's cool that you know we get to do this uh, youth takeover. And one, our pastor is so um, encouraging of, of young people and of this generation, um, which is so awesome. He just backs and believes in this generation and in our youth ministry um, to the point where we can do stuff like this. but. Youth came from my dad's character and his heart. Um, the reason why, why it's called Champion Youth is because he always called us champions when we were growing up. And that's just what shaped us as, uh, as young men, uh, me and my brother and our little brother Roman, um, just calling us champ all the time. So that was just embedded in our hearts. And so that's the heart of Champion Youth. And that came from this guy. And so, man, it's an honor uh, to be here next to you, to be doing ministry with you. And no way. I'm it's grateful. It's my honor. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm grateful too. I gotta not be emotional here because <laughs> I just want people to know that all of the people that are around in this room serving you and, and bringing God's word to each of you and bringing these moments, yeah. which is what we're calling Wednesday nights now, these moments, that they all kind of grew up here in this church as yeah. little babies. Olivia, come up here real quick. Tell us, like Sophia, who led that worship song, little, little Sophia led this worship song. She led, she's powerful. She's got power flowing out of her. 100%. And you were telling me a moment ago something that came to your memory about her and about her parents. Check this out. I was just remembering being, I was literally 10 years old, because I think we're about 20 years apart, and I was in elementary class. Wait, who are you 20 years apart from? 10 years from apart. Sophia. Am I 20 years older? Oh, I can't do math, I'm sorry. That would make her like I'm nine. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh God. This is how you know it's live. Oh God. This is how you I know. I couldn't do math on the spot. Okay, I was 10. Sophia was being born, and so my teachers in elementary, which Pastor Marla led, were Don and Norma, and I remember- Sophia's parents. Sophia's parents, yes. So just, I don't know if they're watching, but shout out to you guys. I was the worst kid in class, but Mr. Don would always get so mad at me for talking, but I just never will forget being in Barrington Hills um, in that campus, and I was in this preschool classroom, we were all scrammed together, and I just remember him saying, I just had a daughter, and her name is Sophia Azalea Hernandez, and to be able to be witnessing that moment, which I get emotional too, to witness kids of our house yeah. worshiping Jesus with everything, that's what it's about, so thank you for being a part of this. And yeah. We miss our church family, but this is the byproduct of that faithfulness, Dad, that you and Mom have lived so well with. So. Wow, so precious. <laughs> So precious. Good stuff. No, it's so good. Here, you can keep that. Um, <laughs> just in case we need you again. Yeah, but uh, no, I think uh, I just want our, I, I want everybody to know that we're not waiting for our lives to start. Mm. We're not waiting, we're not trying to go back to when are we going to get back to church? Like, we have to interpret the signs of the times, and of course, we're going to have gatherings and church coming together. They met in the temple and house to house in, um, in the book of Acts. 
right now we're in a season of house to house and I, but I want you to get a hold of the fact that the life is not about getting back to something. Life is about going forward to something and we don't go back. We go that's forward. That's and good. that's why I want these guys to be to just take the reins and to spread their wings and fly because this is what like for those of you that are older like me, this is what we want for our kids. This is what we pray. This is what we hope for. This is what we look for, what we what we spend our lives. You see, as soon as you become parents, your life is over as you once knew it. It's not go back. Let's go back to how life was before we had kids. You can't do that. You go forward and everyone who has children, they want their children to serve God. And all around this room are young people that whose parents should be on their knees like I am every day, thanking God that my kids are serving God. And so thank you, Olivia. Thank you, Joseph. Thank you. Robert, wherever you are, and Gina, and I forget the last one's name, but um, <laughs> he's actually on camera right now. He's he's uh, running camera. Right it's now. amazing. So All cool. my kids are serving God, and it's the, to 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 the credit of their mother, and to the credit to the grace of God, the goodness of God, the love of God. Yeah. It's so good. it's so precious. And listen, so. Let's grow together. Let's yeah. move forward together. Get your kids connected to the church. Get your kids connected to to our kids um, summer camp. Get you, the information should be on your screen or they can put it on the screen. Um, get your kids connected. Get your youth, get your teenagers connected. Yeah. Get your grandkids connected to our youth ministry. Even though we're not in the building uh, for our services, the, this makes the church even more powerful that it's not what happens in the building. It was never what happens in the building. It was supposed to be what happens after the building. After we come together, what happens next? That's good. Once we are trained and you guys that follow me on Daily Bread training for raining, right? <laughs> that we're training for raining. We, we train on Sundays. We train on Wednesdays so that we can live our lives victoriously yeah. and live our lives for the glory of God and live our lives to bring others into this glorious love that we get to call our heavenly father. Right. Because God is love. 100%. And so love is your father. God is your father and love is your father because God is love. Yep. So awesome. um, in the spirit, though, Joseph, of um, this past Sunday. Yeah. OK, because we talked about how playful God is. Yeah. We talked about how he created God created play. Yeah. God created fun. And when you begin to know him as he wants to be known, you're going to have fun. Mm. Like when you begin to know God the way he wants to be, the, to know Jesus the way he really is, there's no stopping the goodness of God. There's no stopping the laughter. There's no stopping the joy. There's no stopping the fun. Because yeah. after, like before Adam and Eve sinned, the Garden of Eden was fun. They ate, they walked with God. They made love. They were the perfect man and the perfect woman. I mean, they were getting on. You know what I'm saying? Like it was all about fun. They were naming all the animals. They got to do everything like who gets to name animals. I think I'll call that a tiger. I'll call that a lion. I'll call that a kangaroo like they named all the animals, right? Yeah. <laughs> so 
so the, the way God created us was he wired us for play. Yeah. He wired us for fun. What did we do when we started in the service? We played. We had fun. What did we do when we started playing the song? We were playing an instrument. We were playing instruments. It's play. Yeah. God made us to play. It's God good. created instruments. God created music. It's it's beautiful. It's amazing. And only only could have come from a beautiful God. Yeah. So the creator of laughter and play mm. most assuredly has a playful side. Otherwise, we wouldn't see it played out in creation, right? right. We, we wouldn't see animals playing. We wouldn't see the way we play with each other. Yeah. So in the in that spirit, let's take a few moments with you. I want to just <laughs> ask you a couple things and then I'm going to give you guys five easy things to help you Ooh. to enjoy life and enjoy every season in your life, to enjoy life in every season, because we're in a season right now. Mm, right. Everything is a season. We're in this Corona season or whatever we're going to call it. We're in a seat like for me, God called it sit down, son. It's a sit down season. Mm. Take your seat like listen. I want you to have a revival of listening and a revival of closeness and a revival of simplicity. We're stripping away the complicated and we're living in the simplicity of the gospel. Yeah, the simplicity of God's love. So talking about Zechariah 8, 5, I want to remind people it said in the streets of the city will be filled with boys and girls playing in its streets. And Joseph, even though you're like now in your mid 20s, you still play. Yeah. Your life is full of play. You you're creating you're you're creating a world around you. That's a world of fun. It's serving God. It's loving God. It's bringing people to Jesus. It's bringing Jesus to, to teenagers and young people. But um, how did you create a, a how did you create this culture of fun in your life personally and in the lives of our young people? Well, I think um, I mean, I think it's so important to maintain that that childlike spirit. And, and there's there's reference of that in the word childlike faith. And, you know, and so like like you're talking about, God is the creator of laughter, the creator of fun. He wants us to enjoy life like you. You also always uh, reference that scripture that says he's given us all things to enjoy. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, as a kid and growing up in this church and growing up in the family, like we just knew to have fun like we just that was a priority every kid service was always a game always something fun and you know and so that's why we wanted to start out tonight with that because that's that's what it's all about um and so maintaining that because life yeah life life gets hard life you know has its its circumstances you know i've grown up in like like dad mentioned i'm in my mid-20s you know so like I've had to, you know, get a job. I've had to go across the world to study. I've had to, you know, build connections and, and um, develop myself, which is hard, but keeping fun at the root, keeping happiness and joy at the root um, is the balance that we need, you know, because like it would be terrible to, I mean, let's just, let's just put it plain and simple for church uh, as an example. It'd be terrible to work for a church where we're so consumed with like work, 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 and we have to do this and we have to do this and this is so hard and whatever. And we don't have fun at all. Like we're serving God, but like we're burdened by it. Like that, that kills the, the whole point of yeah. what it, what it means That's to do ministry, joy. you That's know? That's yeah. joy right there. So for, <laughs> for me, it's just so important, like in my sarcasm in the funny jokes that I try to make with our team, uh, putting people on the spot, um, you know, just creating an environment that is lighthearted, even moments that like what we wanted to create with moments was a lightheartedness, uh, where anything can happen. And we just go with the flow because 
there's so much power in that. And uh, I know I'm kind of you know all over the place, but I always come back to hip as well. Like we're a hip church. We're we're happy imperfect people. It's not imperfect and then happy. It's happy. Happiness is the root. Happiness is where we start, and then through that lens we can tolerate our imperfections, you know, through the lens of happiness, we can be okay with ourselves. We can be okay with where we're at in our, in our shape or our color or in our status or in our careers. Like we can be happy. We we can, we can be happy with our imperfections because God is love. God gave us happiness. He gave us joy. He wants to be with us. So like that outweighs whatever we don't get right. So not so good. That was kind of a long answer. Yeah, no, it's uh, good. You know, but so do you remember, um, like in your childhood? Not that I would know much <laughs> about that, but uh, <laughs> but what was it? What, what 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 in your childhood do you remember that was fun? And because I know we were very serious at times, and you know, I like to always apologize to my kids <laughs> about not. Um, you know, the mistakes that we made as parents, the, the, our shortcomings, our imperfections, we were, I, I tell you what, in the early years of raising our kids, we were um, unhappy, imperfect people. <laughs> we, we, were, we were the same imperfect people, we were just unhappy. It was only in the later years that something hit me, something hit us, and it was like, wait, we have to stop the madness and we've got to make our children and their lives memorable so that they look back with laughter and joy and they look back and they want to come home and they want to come visit. Like if you, if you're like high strung and everything is all about tension and stress and being perfect and being holy and making everything like not making mistakes, that's uncomfortable. People can't, they don't want to be around that. We want to be around people that are real, that we can admit, like you said, God's love is big enough to tolerate, for us to tolerate our imperfections and surrender them to God and let him work in our lives step by step. So what, so, but of the, even though we were unhappy, imperfect people, we eventually became happy, imperfect people. Um, What were some of the memories that you have? So I would say that uh, mom and dad kept it simple, like, we could laugh at anything. Like whatever was going on, if, if we, whatever our circumstance was, whatever we were doing, we could have fun and laugh at anything. So if we're having portillos for dinner, like we could have fun with that. That was like, there was, there was it was simple enough that, that we could be joyful about that. It's a stupid example, but things like that. When we would get disciplined, we would get the, the talk, you know, like this is why you're getting disciplined right now. And then it, but then it would come back to the purpose is love. The purpose is because I want you to understand the man that you, you're gonna grow up to be or whatever, you know? And then we would laugh about that and mom and dad were always so good at, you guys were always so good at like, laughing at our mistakes and like teaching us it's okay to to laugh at our mistakes and I know it, it's so a remi- it's such a reminder to me it's so fresh to me because I see it in Rome you know like when when I'm at the house and stuff and and you guys are like making fun of Roman because he's he's grounded or something you like make it funny you know and he just like he just smiles and laughs it off and you know he's grounded but like it's it's funny it's okay because it's just like it's just a phase and we can still have fun and so I don't know if that makes sense but you know even in the discipline, even in the correction, or even in the, 
the hardship, making everything just uh, an environment of fun and laughter. And, and I feel like I laugh a lot, um, but it's because I saw my parents laugh at things. Like I just, and sometimes I, I question like, man, am I laughing too much? Like, am I that guy that's like just <laughs> laughing too much? But like, there is nothing wrong with that. Like I always tell myself, no, like, I want to be laughing because that's the state I want people to know me as is yeah. like, I'm always happy. I'm always laughing at stuff. Even if you're, even if your joke's not even funny, like I'm going to laugh at it because like, I'm laughing like, oh, like, haha, you're not as funny yet, you know, or whatever. <laughs> but like, I'm going to laugh because like, it, like we're just enjoying life, you know, and yeah. there's nothing wrong with, with having an annoying laugh or laughing too much or being too lighthearted. You know, there's times for seriousness, but you know, I just think that you guys modeled that. And so as a kid, I just remember that shaping, that, that trait in me. It's just yeah. like, just laughing things off. So I, I, I love that. I, you know, the Bible says laughter does good like a medicine. Um, the Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. Yeah. And, you know, we, we're all a work in progress. We're all a work in progress, gang. We are not a finished product. God has began the good work in us and He'll finish it until the day of Christ Jesus. His work for our sins is finished, but his work inside of our soul, transforming us into his image is a process. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's the scripture that you referring to in first Timothy chapter six, you guys can, if you can put that up there, first Timothy six, verse 17, it says, instruct the rich not to be conceited. He doesn't say instruct the rich not to be rich. He says instruct the rich not to be conceited mm. and fix their hope on the uncertainty of riches, but on God who richly supplies us with all things to enjoy. Yeah. God richly supplies us with all things to enjoy. And I think most people keep that scripture up there for a moment. I'd probably venture to say most people don't even know that's in the Bible, mm. that God supplies us with all things to enjoy. Enjoying life contains joy. If it doesn't contain joy, you're not enjoying life. Yeah. And um, I, re I do remember you guys before, you know, Roman came, you guys were younger, that um, we played a lot. Like yeah. We had a big backyard. We got rid of that, you know, <laughs> since everybody moved out. So uh, <laughs> that's your guys' fault. But. Um, it, we had this big backyard. We played kickball in the backyard. We played softball in the backyard. We had races. We played football. We did everything. We'd have people over on holidays, playing games in the backyard, always playing, right? Yeah. We were always playing. And, you know, it reminds me of the scripture in Proverbs chapter eight that I shared with you guys. I share with you guys on, um, I think Sunday, last Sunday, because God has chosen from the beginning of creation to have a relationship with us as his creatures that's all about delight and it's all about fun and it's all about enjoyment. And if you look at it, it says in Proverbs 8, verse 30 and 31, then I was by him as a nursling, wisdom is talking, wisdom is personified, and I was daily his delight, playing always before him playing in his habitable earth and my delights are with the sons of men. And then in a, another translation, it says I was beside him as his darling. Wisdom says it. I was beside him as his darling and I was daily his delight playing in his inhabited earth and my delights were with human humankind. Now, why did we I've said it uh, last Sunday? I'll say it next this coming Sunday and I'm saying it today that why is wisdom laughing? 
Why is wisdom playing? Because wisdom knows that it wins in the end. Mm. Wisdom knows it wins in the end. That's cool. And there's never a doubt in wisdom's mind. When you walk in the wisdom of God, you're gonna succeed in the end. Yeah. You're gonna win in the end. That's why you can take the pressure off of yourself, ask God for wisdom, trust him, and enjoy everyday life. That's awesome. And that's what you're doing, man. You, you, in fact, Joseph is really modeled for our family. The enjoyment of life and the enjoyment of ministry. He's modeled that for us. Every time he'd come back from college, he was having a time of his life and we just <laughs> stepped into his fun. We stepped, we didn't like, he, he didn't separate it from his family. He brought it into his family. Everybody who's in your life is, is sent there and meant there to bring something good into your yeah. life. And my son was sent into my life to bring me lighthearted laughter and joy and to really bring me to a place of enjoying ministry more than I ever have before. Like I truly enjoy ministry awesome. and preaching and teaching and all the behind the scenes stuff. Like some, you know, somebody asked me once, what, you know, what do you do as a, you're a pastor? They said, what do you do all week? You just preach on Sunday. What do you do all week? Follow me around. You should have followed me around. Well, you followed me around yesterday. You were with me yesterday. And we had like, I don't know, we were here at the church maybe for 14 hours yeah. straight. I went home to change once and came right back. And, uh, and we did some other stuff last night as well at the church. But we had a blast yeah. doing it, didn't we? And for sure. you brought that into my life, so thank you. And you brought that into our family's life. And, um, and of course, I gave you the life <laughs> to bring that into our lives, but you- <laughs> No, but that's an encouragement yeah. for every teenager that's watching, like your life matters yeah. even now. Like your life matters for your parents, your life matters for your peers, your life matters for your school, your life matters for your community. Like your life matters, you bring so much, even if you're thinking like, well, I'm only 14, I don't know what I could bring. Just by being you, there's, there's impact in there and uh, and so that's what I grew up learning and it, I, we're all still learning you know we're all still a work in progress but like I just want the teenagers to hear that, yeah. that there's so much value in your contribution of just living life just how God so made good. you so that's why authenticity is so massive because like God made us a certain way so that we could do certain things so we got to stay true to ourselves so that we can you know, convey that value and that contribution. So anyways. No, that's so good to the teenagers that are watching right now. Yeah. Um, you're loved. Yeah. You're ma you matter, you're significant. God wants to play with you. God wants to have fun with you. Yeah. God wants to enjoy you. He delights in you. And you, you can delight in him, you can enjoy him. Walking with God is not a burden. Walking with God removes your burdens. Walking with God eases your burdens. Walking with God makes life fun, so it awesome. really does. And parents who have kids and teenagers, believe in those kids. I yeah. know you do, I know you believe in them, but you gotta tell them that. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta like when we, yes, we, we had a lot of discipline with our kids growing up, um, probably too much sometimes, <laughs> but, but we'd always start out, I love you, here's why, and then the discipline, and then, I love you and I hug you and embrace yeah. you and you know it was always you know come close now yeah and um, that's how the father is that's how right. God is he disciplines us not with harsh things but with his words with his promises with um, renewing our minds that's the discipline that God's bringing into your life so parents grandparents 
look in the eyes of your teenagers, look in the eyes of your little kids, and you tell them, I love you, you matter, you're significant, you're important, you yeah. mean the world to me, you mean the world to God. God wants you to have laughter. Laughter is good like a medicine, the Bible says. So, like my kids play PlayStation, they're not, you're not shy about the fact that you, you play with people all over the world, right? Yeah, I got it's, friends in Australia, friends in the UK, friends in Arizona, California, Texas, Canada. So that's, our, that's how we hang out, play PlayStation. So playing, playing PlayStation and being playful, being fun, being funny, laughing about ourselves, laughing with one another, that is not in any way conflicting with our walk with God, is it? No. It really is our walk with God, isn't it? Yeah, it's community. It's community. doing life together. It's doing so. life. It's enjoying, yeah. enjoying one another. Getting dubs together. You know, it's all about the dubbies. <laughs> dubbies. <laughs> well, um, I really want to encourage you tonight. I really want to encourage you that God wants you to enjoy yeah. your life. And I want to spend the next moments in our, you can see behind me, it says moments. So <laughs> I'm gonna spend the next few moments showing you five things that are how to enjoy every season of your life, how to enjoy life no matter what it throws at you, how to enjoy life no matter what season you're in. You know, the book of Revelation talks about how there's a time and a season for everything. There's a time to plant, there's a time to reap. There's a time to, to um, tear apart something, and there's a time to bind something together. There's a time to, for love, and there's a time for war. You know, there's a time for war, there's a time for peace, and obviously our war is a spiritual war, a battle against lies from the devil that try to rob us of the enjoyment of Christianity and the enjoyment of God and the enjoyment of Jesus and the celebration of life that Jesus brings. You see, all of us are wired to look for celebrations in life. And that's because God created us to celebrate. And when you are not celebrating your relationship with God, you'll find counterfeits to try to fabricate and try to replicate the joy and the enjoyment and the celebration of life that God created you to have and created you to walk in. And I'm not saying that, they're, that they have to be exclusive from one another. Um, there are some things that are fun just because they're fun that God, it's not, it's not spiritual. It's just fun. It's eating a meal with the people that you, that you love. It's, it's having a glass of wine with somebody that with your spouse or with your kids at a, at a celebration, a toast of champagne. And some believers are set against alcohol and that's okay. Everybody should be convinced in their own mind. Nobody should be told to be, yeah. you know, just to, to drink or told that it's right or wrong. It should be something that you decide in your own heart and mind. Um, and of course, always in, 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 in moderation, right? And, yeah. and not in excess. When God compares his love to wine, he's not comparing his love to something bad. He's comparing his love to something good and saying, wine has really good properties that carry good things in it, but my love is even better than that. Right. Wine has something that makes you joyful temporarily, but God's love makes you joyful permanently. Yeah. Or as Mickey says it in Rocky, poignantly. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> he ain't gonna hurt you, Rocky. He's gonna knock you to tomorrow. He's gonna hurt you poignant. You know? There it is. <laughs> there it is. I can't go. 
Can't have fun without Rocky. Can't have a night without him. Uh, but um, so how to enjoy life in every season? Number one, are you ready for this? It's going to be on. rapid fire and I'm going to go on. through a few scriptures. But number one, you have to be intentional to enjoy life in every season. You have to be intentional. You have to make up your mind. It has to be a mindset. You have to intentionally you have to intentionally make enjoying life the way you think it has to become a mindset, because if you just think that God tosses in with all of his religion that he throws at you once in a while, he throws you something fun once in a while. He tickles your funny bone. No, God is not once in a while fun. God is always fun. Yeah. The Bible says he sits in the heavens and laughs. Awesome. He sits in the heavens and laughs. You say, how could God laugh during Corona? Because do you think this caught God by surprise? Mm. Do you think anything in your life has caught him by surprise? There's nothing in your life that has surprised God. There's nothing in your life that God wasn't prepared for. There's nothing in your life that God doesn't have a plan for. There's nothing about what's happening in the world today that yeah. God doesn't have a plan for. Yeah. God wasn't surprised that churches were going to have to sh stop meeting in their buildings and they were going to be forced to go into their homes because God's been trying to get into your house for years. Right. God's been trying to get into your family for years. God's been trying to get in your living room for years and now he's there. Come on, man. Let's not kick him out of the living room now. It's good. And hey, and God's OK. If you're having a glass right now, you know, <laughs> having a Corona right now in Corona is not necessarily a sin. Unless, like, again, if you in excess or you're drinking, you, you're driving and all that. You understand. My point is, is that is that God's been trying to get into our homes. Yeah. God's been trying to get into our families. That's really good. This is not the secondary plan of God in the light of Corona. This is the primary plan. So this is the original plan to get God's presence in your home, to get God's Come presence on. in your family, to get God's presence in your kitchen, to get God's presence in your bedroom, to get God's presence in your bathroom, to get your God's presence in the family room and in the family. Yeah. This is this is God's original plan. It's great. It, the Bible says that in the book of Acts, chapter five, it says, and they met every day in the temple and from house to house mm. in the temple and from house to house. And for the last, I got to say, for the first time as a pastor, I'm actually walking in the truth of that scripture it took me 30 something years. But I'm actually daily glorifying God and teaching daily in the temple and from house to house every day in the temple and from house to house. It's not every day in the temple, but it's every day they, they go together, the temple and from house to house, house to house church, life changers church in your house is not an afterthought, right? It was God's original plan it's cool. It's cool. to get life changers in your home and to get life changers in your neighborhood and to get life changers in your business and to get life changers in your marriage and get life changers in your kid. I'm not saying life changers more than Jesus. I'm saying everybody's assigned a church family. Yeah. God puts everybody in a church family. And so I'm talking to the people globally and locally that are part of the life changers family and we're meeting. So the first time in my life, that I'm actually teaching every day and in people's homes yeah. 
And every day in the temple and every day from house to house, it's literally, can you put that verse back up? Like, I just want to just like thank myself for a moment (laughs) of actually doing something right for a change and actually getting it right with the Bible here in this verse. Like, like I just, I'm not, I'm not saying anything about me. I'm saying like, I'm shocked. I'm surprised. I'm actually living this verse now for the first time in my life. I'm like willing to admit that for 30 years, I wasn't living in this verse. See how patient God is. Yeah, that's good. How patient he is. Like it's, it was, I read it a thousand times. I read it a thousand times. I preached on it every day in the temple. Come on, come to church, to the temple. But I would just skip over the house to house. But now we're not skipping over the house to house. We're skipping to the house to house. (laughs) (laughs) Skip to Lou, my darling. You know, we're we're actually now going from house to house. Yeah. And what you showed, you guys showed a video of Mm. the youth, you know, run, taking things to young people. And we've had care packages to children and we've gone to hospitals and we've gone to people's homes. We've gone to more people's homes. We've fed more people. We've given more gifts to more people in the last four months than we ever have in our church's history. And it's because this was God's plan A. Mm. This wasn't God's plan B. We were living in God's plan B. Now we're living in God's plan A or we're getting closer to it. Right. Because there is going to be times to gather in the temple. But right now we're in a season of house to house and we need to stop saying, when are we going to get back to when are we going to get back to when are we going to get back to and we got to go forward in the temple is where it starts. But then it goes house to house. You see how it's progressing. You see how in this verse, if you guys can put that up there on the screen again and every day in the temple, it starts in the temple. But then where is it supposed to go? And then from house to house. They kept right on teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. The to the to the non-Christian, we're preaching Jesus. And to the Christian, we're teaching Jesus. But it's all about Jesus. Yeah. It's all about Jesus. So number one, you have to be intentional. You have to intentionally make enjoying life a mindset. Mm. Like be intentional about becoming happy mm. in this season of your life. I get it. There's problems in the world. There's more problems in the world than we can recall, but they probably have all always the same problems have always existed in the world. We just haven't had Twitter and we just haven't had all the media. We just haven't had all the cameras everywhere. Like cameras are everywhere. Now you you screw up. Uh, you're probably going to be caught on a camera somewhere doing something. And my, my God, we, we, we better pray that God have mercy on us and that the cameras are off whenever, you know, somebody out there does something wrong or somebody in here does something wrong. like none of us are lily clean. None of us are all yeah. perfectly holy and clean. We're all up in it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we're all up in it. Like, uh, you know, if you remember the movie Glory, so we're all up in it and uh, it's just the, the, the crap has been on all of us guys. All of us have sinned fallen short, but Jesus came and raised us up, seated us with him. We we have to have humility and not think that we're ever better than anybody else. Um, But you got to you got to know that the things that are happening in this world, they've been happening. There's been pandemics. There's been flus. There's been I'm not saying this wasn't as bad as it was, but I'm saying God treated it like a horse and he put his saddle on it. Yeah. And he said, I'm riding this thing 
into Acts 5.42. I'm riding this thing into more souls saved. I'm going to ride this thing. God didn't create disease, but God saddled this thing when it got a hold of the awesome. world. And God said, I'm going to tame this puppy. I'm going to tame this horse. I'm going to tame this virus. I'm going to tame the body of Christ. I'm going to tame my church to stop playing church and start getting out and loving people and healing people and feeding people and going to the streets and getting equality going and making sure everybody's equal in Christ and making sure there's no racism and getting it out of our lives and getting it out of our churches and getting it out of our communities and getting it out. It's always been around. Now we're just getting to getting it out. Yeah, good. Mm. So good. Look. You could say this is what I mean by being intentional. It's all about perspective. You could say we have such a long way to go in America or we have such a long way to go in Japan or wherever you're watching. You could say we have such a long way to go or you could say we've come so far, yeah. haven't we? Both are right. Yeah. But whichever one you're going to emphasize is what's going to determine whether you're positive in life or negative. OK, I've got two minutes to go through the last four. My God, I'm so sorry. I lost track of time. Is it really 756 guys? Is that clock wrong? Can somebody turn that clock backwards a little? Okay. Um, You're good. You could say life is happening to me or you could say life is happening for me. The same thing is happening, but your perspective yep. is what changes it to make you happy in the happening or sad in the happening perspective. It's good. Number two, you cannot be happy and condemn yourself at the same time. You cannot be happy and condemn yourself at the same time. Romans 14, 22 says. He says the faith that you have, Romans 14, 22, the faith that you have, have as your own conviction before God, because happy is he who does not condemn himself in what he approves because of the blood of Jesus. There's no condemnation and you have to make up your mind that you're going to stop condemning yourself about whatever mistakes are in your life or whatever things you're choosing to live your life. As long as it's not hurting anybody else. You, he says you're, you're happy when you stop condemning yourself. God's not condemning you. You know who condemns you, you condemn you. And happy is the one who does not condemn himself. You see, you got to take responsibility for yourself. You can't be happy and condemn yourself at the same time. So ditch the condemnation because yeah. there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ and embrace the joy of Jesus in your life because he's never going to leave you or forsake you. Number three. Wow. Here now we're going fast. At the end of the day, it's all about celebrating people. Yeah. At the end of the day, life, if you want to enjoy life in every season, tough times, good times, Corona times, um, depressing times, financial negative financial times. At the end of the day, life is all about celebrating people. So you need to discover who the people are that are assigned to your life and who the people are that you're supposed to walk with. Like I know I'm supposed to walk with this man the rest of my life. He's going to walk after me when I go home to be with the Lord. But as long as I'm alive, I'm sticking close to him. 
I'm sticking close to you, 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 I'm sticking close to all of y'all, and I'm sticking <laughs> close to everybody Come on. that's a part of this Life Changers family, this global family around the world that wouldn't be as global if God didn't saddle the back of this virus, and God's version of this thing is to get us to unite together yes. and to do something better together than we could yeah. on our own and if we weren't global. Well Amen. Said. Well said. At the end of the day, it's all about celebrating people. Philippians 1.3 says, I thank my God for every remembrance of you, always offering prayer with joy. You want to have joy? You want to enjoy life? Start praying for the people in your life. Mm. He says when he was praying for the Philippians, he had joy, always offering prayer with joy. As he was offering prayer for others, mm. joy came. It's good. You want to be happy? Pray for others. Great. Pray for the people in your life. Pray for the people that God has assigned to your life. Number four, you got to choose a life of faith over fear. Mm. You got to choose a life of faith over fear. If you want to enjoy life in every season, you have to choose a life of faith. What is faith? Faith is believing God's promises and trusting him at all times. Trust in the Lord at all times. I will bless the Lord at all times. I'll trust in the Lord at all times. The Bible says his praise shall continually be in my mouth. It says I'm not going to lean on my own understanding, but in all my ways acknowledge him. So it's all about trusting God. Faith, living by faith is saying, OK, no matter what's happening in the world, I believe that God's going to turn it around into something good. Yep. I believe God's going to keep his promise. I believe this isn't going to harm me. I believe this isn't going to destroy me. I believe I'm coming out of this better than I went in. I believe God's going to get glory. I believe people are going to get saved. I believe I'm going to be able to praise him again. Yep. I believe I'm going to praise him with my whole heart. I believe something good's happening. I believe something good's going to happen to me today. I believe goodness and mercy's following me all the days of my life. But that includes the bad days and that includes the sad days and that includes the corona days and that includes the pandemic days and that includes the deep dark depressing days and that includes the days you feel like God isn't anywhere near you but he is near you and we have to choose to live by faith and not by how we feel so good choose a life of faith over fear Romans 15:13 watch this and I'll and I'll get to the fifth one and, and let you go um now, may the God of hope fill you. What, watch what he fills you with. All joy and all peace in believing, yeah. in believing. So as you are believing, one translation says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace through believing, through believing. In other words, as you believe, as you're believing God, walking by faith, believing his promise, trusting him, he fills you with all joy and all peace. All joy and peace are a product of what you're believing. All joy and peace are a product of what you're believing or all sadness and anxiety are a byproduct of what you're believing. Wow. But we have to make a choice of what we're going to believe. Choose to believe God and his promises and you will have a life of joy and peace and you'll enjoy your life in every season. Yeah. And then finally, number five, you got to choose 
the generous life. If you choose the generous life, the Bible says in Acts 20, verse 35, Jesus said, Paul quotes Jesus, and he said, even as he himself said, you're more blessed to give than to receive. And you know what? I really take pleasure in sharing this verse when I'm not receiving an offering, when we're not passing the plate, when we're not asking like we always receive offerings, all of our services, all church, all churches do. And it's right. it's what you use it for is what determines whether it's good or bad. It's we're using it for feeding people and helping people and serving people and changing the world one life at a time. But yeah. but my point is, it's a pleasure to share this in a different context than OK, be encouraged to give because I want you to have a life of generosity, not just give generously in the offering. Right. But I want you to have a generous heart to the broken. I want you to have a generous heart to forgive people that hurt you. I want you to have a generous heart to have empathy for people that might be going through something you're not going through. If you're white and you're saying what's wrong, why black people acting like victims? Stop that. Have empathy. Yeah. And if you're black, say, saying how come white people don't understand and why won't they get it together and why won't they you know support the cause like have empathy on both sides yeah and we're not really on sides we're on the same side right right but you got to have empathy that's that's generosity right that's like good. give people room to to grow and to express themselves and to express what they're suffering over and express what they're struggling like man i i have got a good friend who who told me um recently through all of this uh, who's black and he told me man he said when i was young i had you know this abuse happened to me because i was black and i had never i'd known this person for years and i'd never known that and it was only during this crisis that he felt like he could share that with me and felt like he could process that so People are dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder years later after they've suffered abuse. And so we got to get keep the politics out of it. I don't want like the thing about this church is you can be a Democrat, you can be a Republican and you can love each other yeah. or be anything in the middle. Yeah. Like some of us try to be politically, but um, it doesn't matter. This church is like has this supernatural force over it that's like we're above that. Yeah, we don't submit ourselves to politics. We might engage in politics, but we don't submit ourselves to politics. We submit ourselves to love. Well said. Well said. Because his banner over us is love. Yeah. Choose the generous life. The Bible says in Proverbs 11:24, Jesus said, you're more blessed when you give than when you receive. You're happier and I'll close with Proverbs 11, 24 and 25 in the Message Bible. You can you can see it on the screen, but it's so powerful. The world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Mm. Those who help others are helped. Yeah. I really want you to join me in committing yourself if that's even fair to ask you to do this, invite I'm inviting you to commit yourself to these things. Mm. Be intentional, have a mindset that you're going to be happy. Choose the perspective that life is happening 
for you, not life is just happening to you. Stop condemning yourself because you can't be happy and condemn yourself at the same time. At the end of the day, celebrate the people in your life. Pray for them. Choose a life of faith over fear and choose a life of generosity. Choose a generous life. Now, let me pray for you. First, if you've never accepted Jesus as your Savior and Lord, let me pray for you. Just pray this out loud after me. Heavenly Father, I invite Jesus Christ into my life as my Savior and Lord. I believe Jesus died for my sins and rose from the dead. I invite you to come into my life. Be my savior and be my Lord. If you prayed that prayer with me today, congratulations. All the angels in heaven are rejoicing. They're really literally throwing a party over you, the Bible says. And so we're going to celebrate you. And I got a book that I want to send you as a gift to encourage you in the next steps of this journey that you just joined us on. And for everybody, who's a part of this global family or you're just passing through. Lord, I pray that every one of them, every one of us would have an awakening to plan a for our lives, your plan for our lives, and that we would choose this life, that we would choose this life of enjoyment in all seasons, that we would choose to live by faith, not fear that we would choose to celebrate one another, that we would choose to walk by faith and to be intentional and to look at things from your perspective, that we would choose to be generous, Lord, and that we would choose to stop condemning ourselves. And we would truly enjoy life. I pray for a revival of joy, yeah. a revival Come on. of joy, a revival of peace, a revival of Christian, Jesus-centered pleasure and enjoyment in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Man, thanks for staying. I know I went over time here. I, I'm just getting used to moments, but we'll be shortening these, these moments together. I hope you're encouraged by it. I love you guys. We'll see you. Bring a friend to church Sunday. Yep. Have a watch party. You know, have them at your house. Open your home up as, as you're comfortable and as you feel comfortable to do that and as you feel led by the Spirit. We're just trusting God. We're following faith and wisdom, and the Holy Spirit will lead us every step of the way. I love you guys. Let's stay in it. God bless.